welcome back to the BG Podcast. Bye bye. Ah, you like the sauce I put on that? That was nice and cheery. It was nice, right? <laughs> All right. Um, obviously, um, well, maybe not obviously. For first time listeners, we're gonna introduce ourselves. This is Zay. That is Britt, mm-hmm. and this is the BZ Podcast. You are tuning in to episode one hundred and eight. 118 down uh we hope y'all stick around for all the new people we like to thank all the people that are revisiting and coming back and um like subscribe all that fun stuff leave a review on apple um we're expanding so i put this joint on a couple more streaming platforms i don't even know which ones but we are making this shit happen <laughs> I don't. I just like our little Podbean algorithm, or whatever. I just clicked all of them. Like, man, we gotta get this shit everywhere. <laughs> so, um, we appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all for coming back. And we are gonna get started with this episode. But before we do, how are you, Britt? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I saw you had a a nice little IKEA day yesterday. Yeah, it became a little overwhelming. How was after that? Wow. Well, there is no. St- it's always overwhelming. And <laughs> there's that. no social distancing. We can definitely say that, but <laughs> it was it was pretty packed. I mean, IKEA is fun, but I just uh, I don't know. I always get to the point where you like get you're at the end and you're just like worn out. It's like <sighs> yeah, because there's no the way they set it up. Like you have to like go through the whole IKEA to get to the well, exit. Well, they got shortcuts, but you know, you feel like you got well, you, you get FOMO. Yeah, you're like I want to see it again see everything but it was just like so many people so it's just constant like you know what i mean like trying to slip and slide through people and shit it was annoying mm-hmm. but the little excuse me excuse no, me no nobody even nobody nobody even said excuse me no, no. It, it was just understood Assholes. no i think it was right even because i said excuse me a few times and it was just kind of pointless i think it was just understood that there was too many motherfuckers in there so it was just like mm-hmm. getting where you fit in just don't as long as you ain't like rudely you know what i mean but nobody it was all right everybody was just in, the, in their own little bubble but it was just mad people in there um yeah their mac and cheese be hitting like i don't know why but Does it's it really good I, I just had some yeah <laughs> look at first i was like do i really like this do i really like it and i kept eating it and i'm like i do <laughs> I, I, do. I do is it like soupy mac and cheese yeah it's definitely like fucking like the taste kind of the reminiscent of Stouffer's, the the frozen shit. Stouffer's ain't bad, but, yo. Stouffer's, the corners, you know, the corners, the corners on the Stouffer's. <laughs> well, it tastes kind of like Stouffer's, but it had, I feel like it had a little extra different cheeses. Let's not start talking about food, because I did notice our last four episode titles derived from us talking about food. So we're not even going to get on this fucking topic about food. <laughs> when are we going to have your homegirl, Sierra, come on so we can have a full episode talking about food? I know definitely gonna do that soon <laughs> we got to we got to let's make it happen my friend it's a food blogger sierra shout out to sierra um sierra eats world by the way if you do want to check her out on ig she posts amazing stuff anyway yeah, but yeah so ikea yeah that was it was fun but um okay i feel like i haven't been to ikea since like we went <laughs> in like 2006 oh, wow. or 7 uh-huh. when we first moved out yeah yeah dead ass yeah um what did i do yesterday uh, i got my i got the gat 
Get the get, get the get, get the get. I got the, I got the get, get the get, get the get. Yeah, I went and picked up, picked up. I am officially a gun owner. Um, I don't know how I feel about Why? it. I don't know. Like, like, it's kind of just sitting here. I thought, th- I thought something would happen. <laughs> like, Already you ready to spring into action? No, oh. not even. You know, I was funny when we was about to go. I was just like, all right, now we get to fight crime. Like, I, I don't know what you're supposed to do. All right. I just got this now. But no, nah, it's cool. I got it. I got it. I sent you a picture of it. <laughs> I was like, a little piece. <laughs> that, hey, little piece. Got your little piece. <laughs> yeah, so that that's all I pretty much did yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the fights. I was like super exhausted. Oh, um, I guess like All-Star Weekend or All-Star Day. Mm-hmm. It's not weekend anymore. Mm-mm. That starts today, so I guess that's a little exciting. I don't know. Yeah, it seems unnecessary. Yeah, seems like a COVID <laughs> risk. I mean, I I think at this point we're basically we're getting to the end of it, and now it's just like people are just losing patience. And I swear, if we have another surge, I swear to God, like little convenient that as soon as Trump gets out of office, everything's like starting to open back up, and we're seeing the the light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, you could say that, but at the same time, it's also time. I don't think it has anything to do with Trump. It's just that we've been dealing with this for a year. You know, people are only going to wait for so long. So it's like mm. it's been a year. We really should be waiting another year. But you know, you think another year? <laughs> Nigga, this shit ain't gonna be done till twenty twenty three at this point. I know, I feel, I feel. But is that is you saying another year from your thoughts or something you've read? Just my thoughts. Just your thoughts, okay? Just the way things are going. Like, just look at the way things are going. We're already like about to be into the summer. So for us, our lockdown happened a year ago, last March, pretty much. So well, yeah, I guess you're pretty much like another six months. If we were to like not open up shit like this, but now with <sighs> Cali and yeah, we'll get into that. So California will allow concerts, amusement parks, sports, sports venues, Disneyland, Magic Mountain and Universal Studios to reopen at, uh, I guess, a limited, limited capacity on April 1st. The quote is, we feel now is the appropriate time to begin to reintroduce these activities in some fashion and in a guarded way, in a slow and steady way. And also this past week, Texas announces that it's just 100 percent open. (laughs) Do we have to start opening up to some capacity now? I mean, I get it. You think that's I get it because people, you know, jobs and shit and people are just impatient Mm -hmm. and whatever. Um, I don't understand, though amusement parks and venues like i don't get how they're gonna do this i guess still what do you mean well with cali are they saying that they're going to be requiring masks though for all these things like did they even say their safety guidelines because you know texas that's i the would thing. assume so right with texas and mississippi like was it mississippi the other one it was like texas and uh somebody else was saying I'm that they're sure. opening up everything or was it florida i don't freaking know but um i'm like opening up everything in no mass because they already like walling anyway well the way texas i saw like the governor or whoever i don't know who it was i was talking he was like uh he did say that like you should still take precautions to keep your family safe like mm-hmm. the, the virus is still out there but he said the the government should not tell people they cannot work mm-hmm and they're coming from that standpoint, which I understand. You know, a lot of people saying, like, we're going to bounce back. There's no such thing as bouncing back. Um, it takes capital to bounce back. And you're dealing with people that have been out of work mm-hmm. for the last year. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're going to be able to have the resources to, 
you know, in a in a restaurant's mm-hmm. case, restock there, replenish everything, and then and then bank on people feeling comfortable to come back out. Yeah. I think a lot of the uh, the bounce back that people are talking about, yeah, you can try to open these businesses back up, but how many people are gonna have the resources to do so, and how much can you bank on? the average person being comfortable to go to these concerts and Disneyland and this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. Well, I see it says that they lifted Texas and Mississippi lifted the mask mandate. So they're not going to require anyone to wear a mask. You can, if you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like they were really wearing it in the first damn place. So, I mean, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about well, the government saying you have to wear a mask? Like, shouldn't that be something? Do you th- do you feel like that should be something no, that like people are fucking stupid? Yeah, I think it should be mandated to wear a goddamn fucking mask. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. like we were saying before, like yo, how many? How, think about how many times you may have gotten a cold or something, and wearing this mask honestly has been protecting you um, no, from really germs is. and shit. So I think it's just stupid, honestly, to not wear a mask. It is a little annoying, but it's really not that deep, honestly. And I feel like, too, like just like they do over in we see like in China and Japan and other various Asian countries, how because they are so densely populated, they wear masks when they're sick to protect other people from getting their germs. I think we should continue Mm. to do that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, if you're not feeling well, why would you want to spread your germs all over the place? Like, put on a mask if you still need to go out and about. So, I mean, like as far as like. I feel like, I mean, I'm sure it's doable if everybody were to wear their mask. But unfortunately, you know, everybody's not going to wear their mask. So I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, like I was in Ikea yesterday. You know what I mean? Do you feel do you? All right. So for you, do you feel um, say say they lifted the mandate in Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. Right. And obviously you're you're part of the population mm-hmm. that's still going to be wearing their mask. Mm-hmm. If you go outside and you're wearing your mask and you're in that same Ikea and there's people wearing masks and people not wearing masks, mm-hmm. you you feel you feel more unsafe. I mean, honestly, I got my mask on. So that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, so, I'm a devil up. But um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they say. You should do. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like that's the whole point. I know. Um, obviously, you have a higher risk of getting something because other people aren't protect- covering their mouths. But. You know, like mm-hmm. at this point, what can you do? Shit. I feel like you got to start opening up a little bit. You got to start doing, taking precautions, taking baby steps. I don't know if you well, go to the Texas thing, like, route. Things aren't closed. But- it's really just talking about these like concerts and things like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like it's saying essential things are closed. It's just like, oh, we need live shows. We need concerts. We need amusement parks open. None of those things are essential. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, they're not essential. They're not essential. But what comes with that is is huge jo- is a huge amount of people that get their jobs back and, and revenue coming in to maybe aid in opening it back maybe. up. Maybe you're you're looking at jobs. That's what it is. It's really trying to. It's a it's an economic move. No, I get it. I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering how many people are gonna they're gonna bring back, um, and right. for them to be able to in quotations safely do the job and um you know how many people will they allow in these venues amusement parks etc so i mean hey i'm sure there's a safe way to do it whatever i saw i think i saw in like a part in new york i was listening on the radio today and they opened up like movie theaters to some capacity mm-hmm. and there was people going in there and, and like even like the i think there's some here that are open mm-hmm are they? I think so. But even like the employees were like happy being back at work. Like everybody was like cheerful, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. 
I do miss the movies. Dude, yeah, me too, but I'm like, the one, I know the ones here at least, well, some of them you can't eat. And that's kind of like my whole point of going to the movies. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. I think, I think my movie experience is probably like 30% the actual movie and 70% <laughs> popcorn. Exactly. Popcorn and, and slurping. Exactly. Like, movie theater popcorn, you load that shit up with the butter. They used to have to shoo me away from the butter. Whoever uh-uh, I was with, I said, nah. uh-uh. Get y'all soggy. <laughs> that's a that's a nah. Yeah, so you ask for the second container, so you get get at the bottom. You know what? Get your life together. Shit's <laughs> <laughs> delicious. No matter what, we go back to food somehow. No, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure California is gonna fare better. I mean, also then too, like Cali was one of the like the high like they're <laughs> one of the states with like the astronomical numbers so but the wild thing is they had astronomical numbers but they were one of the most strictest and their numbers were still wild and their numbers was wild <laughs> a lot of people left uh left california mm-hmm. a lot of people moved mm-hmm. there's like a mass exodus from california to texas yeah a lot of people move down to Texas. But then you move to another super spreader state. But uh, I was like, good job. But, um, but Texas don't I give was, a fuck. <laughs> I was. Texas, Texas is like, we got, we got guns and burgers. Well, now they're yo, that, saying that's what they guns wanted. and burgers. <laughs> Shut up. Yo, yo, not for that. Though. When I went and got my gun, mm-hmm. I was just like, I want a burger. What? I want an all-American burger. Oh, you're annoying. <laughs> not an. <laughs> but, um. So, you know, as I said, guys, that I was looking into buying a house and uh, if anybody else is looking to buy a house, you know that this market is extremely, extremely annoying right now. So Anyway, I watch a few people on YouTube or whatever, and they're talking about how a lot of people are probably going to be having buyers remorse soon that like did flee because of COVID. And now they're like out in these different like rural <laughs> areas <laughs> or things of that nature now it's like hey i kind of want my conveniences of the city back like why did i mm. run and you know what i mean try to get away from all these people and now i see that things are getting back to normal and it's kind of like fuck maybe i shouldn't have bought a house this is but people who bought like not now you know what i mean but i just thought that was yeah. interesting <laughs> That's kind of what worried me. Like I had like plans for this year mm-hmm. and like, you know what I mean? Kind of like life changing plans for this year. And it's like, do I make these moves right now? Mm-hmm. Because you just don't know what's around the corner. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to be stuck in the position. I'm, I'm talking as far as moving. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be stuck in the position where you make a, make a, a decision under dire circumstances and then you're kind of just stuck wherever you're at well that's why i'm kind of annoyed why is that no just like what you're saying like you know what i mean it's just like are you you're talking about right now or previously when covid first started um i don't think we could have forecasted how crazy covid would have been so I'm, i guess right I'm now now no yes yeah, i'm saying as far as right now and like trying to buy a house and stuff it's just like everything is like getting they're just getting offers that are so high over asking. It's just ridiculous. It's just not even mm-hmm. worth it. And, um, you know, a lot of people, too, are still on edge because they don't know what to do. So they're not looking to sell. And then a lot of people that need to sell houses, they, they, they'll need somewhere to move. <laughs> so it's like they can't right, even put right, their house right. up if they want to because it's like, where are they going to go? 
because it's it's damn near impossible to find a house right now so it's just it's just the process is just getting a little annoying so i may stay put we'll see not finalized yet but i'm just like this is just fucking crazy right now yeah i think whenever people say like it's a seller's market and everybody's getting crazy crazy offers for their their asking price like you forget that you have to move somewhere else Uh and it's that same market it's that same exact market Mm -hmm. so everybody like there's people with hella capital you know there's people that were were that own property in new york that are moving into the suburbs in new jersey Mm -hmm. and and coming with that same type of money so like i might have asking price but if they can throw an extra fifty thousand straight cash on top of it just to secure they're gonna do it so you're competing with that I'm wondering, I'm really wondering what the property value, like how New York is going to mm-hmm. come back. Because I've heard like, I've heard how New York's been recently. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just not the same. It's not that city that we're used to. They're going to have to, adju- to adjust it. something because them prices down there is fucking crazy. Or up there. Fucking it's crazy. nuts. Yeah. But how do you get people to come back to that? You know, a lot of people move because they realize just how like in a pandemic, just how ridiculous this shit is being on all on top of each other and being one of the places that was like the worst hit. Uh, I don't know. I feel like people might come back. It's New York, especially if they drop them prices. You know what I mean? But I don't think they'll drop them prices. How That's else the they going to get people like, to come back think- though? They're going to have to. They're going to have to make it like know. the rents. Like, come on. They're going to have to make the rents somewhat, you know, reasonable. Not like drop it significantly, but you know, right now they're just, they're just milking it. Like, come on. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's always been horrible though, Mm -hmm. but we accepted that because it's like the allure of New York. So right. I feel like if they drop it, you know, a few hundred dollars, people are going to come back. It's fucking New York. I feel like people will come back. Cup of honey. honey. Cup of honey. (laughs) But yeah. So, and I saw something too, like, um, somebody was speaking about some appraisers or this dude was talking with this appraisal company and they're saying right now you know pretty much they are preferring people that are paying cash up front just because of the market and stuff and just because they have that capital instantly instead of it being borrowed you know they're they're getting that bulk of money basically you know just put in you're always gonna go cash first well no 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 totally right that but you know what i'm saying just right now just if you're a first-time home buyer it's just like <laughs> They'd luck. rather not lend the money out, right? <laughs> I want to know, like, how many people are, are making bad financial decisions? Well, because too the the mortgage rates are low. That's another thing too. Mortgage rates are low right now, so especially investors, they're just buying shit just to buy it because it's like the rates are low. But I wonder if we're gonna run into like some sort of like house market crash because of this. Mm. I don't know how they it would keep work. predict. They've been saying that since the beginning of COVID. The crash is coming. The crash is coming. But um, yeah, we don't know because you know you got to wait for these damn mortgage forbearances and all that type of stuff. Right. So, You've been paying attention to um any of the political stuff that's going on. Is is like Biden and Kamala dropping the ball? I hear a lot of people complaining, saying that like nothing's happening i've totally been tapped out like everything they promise it's not going down i don't down. even know what all they promised because i wasn't like why are y'all listening to that like i feel like their whole campaign was get the get the bad orange man out but, yeah that's what i'm saying that's i'm wondering what promises were even made well i think um they said they were going to get two thousand dollar uh 
they reduced it to 1400 and now it's like a hard cap that if you make well i thought they said the 2000 was plus the 600 we got so that's 2000 well that's what they said <laughs> but they weren't really transparent about that man look they weren't really like that transparent about it but now it's like a hard cap at 80,000 that after 80,000 you don't get anything if you make 80,000 Oh, is it at 80? Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, I think you're right. I'm th- again, this is hearsay. Mm-hmm. Um, no, nah, I just wondered if you heard anything because I, Nigga. you know, the politics is boring now. Like, it's back to normal. We forgot what regular politics is. Well, I mean, I did see some of the people saying that, you know, Trump is, Trump is still the official president because he's the rep- president of the something something and watch around March 4th or 5th. He's going to get. Right, eh, right. Uh, right. Where did it? <sighs> Did it happen, y'all? <laughs> He's the president of the republic or some bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, I saw this uh, clip of Roland Martin talking a little reckless. What, what Roland say? Uh, he was like, you know, you can't try to demand stuff now and then talk all tough and shit. And I'm like, Roland, you need to calm down because now you're just going a little too far. Like, so I'm gonna play this clip. <laughs> Because he was one of the main ones, you know, just fuck all that talk, all that reparations talk. Don't want to hear that. We just need to get Trump out. You can't try to demand stuff now, especially not in this manner. So here's the clip of Roland Martin talking crazy. We were going to have to put pressure on whoever was in power. And so I kept saying voting is one thing after folks are elected is another thing. And I'm telling you, the threat needs to be laid down right now, Cliff. It needs to be laid down to Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, and every Democrat. We will drop 10,000 people a week on that Capitol. And if they, those folks on January 6th, I'm talking about saying, look, they were there protesting. I'm saying we're going to bring people. We ain't sitting here trying to overthrow stuff. But we're going to bring people to hit every single United States senator. Mm-hmm. Go to every single one of their offices. Fill the chamber up. Fill the hallways up. Because racial justice has to be there. Time out. Motherfucker, you cannot all say. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just had a whole Senate Senate uh, impeachment trial then, then over the very things that the you're saying for Trump. Came on January 6th. So you, now you're saying there needs to be tens of, and you already know it's glad that we do that, but so there needs to be tens of thousands of black people that need to march up on the Senate steps up to the Capitol and in every fill city. The, yeah, all the different capitals throughout the cities. And then in D.C., Fill the chamber hallways. Fill up the rooms. Motherfucker. Why are you telling? Why? Why would you even say that that's something that should be done? Like, cut it out. Are you crazy? Yeah, we've seen what happens with that. Everybody try to get Yeah, but it's like, exactly like, so, wait, wait, So, you didn't want to make demands beforehand, but now you want to tell people to do Mm. super risky things with their lives and demand shit. Shut up. I'm going to play the rest of this damn clip. Like, 30 more seconds. I don't give a damn about these Senate rules. I don't care about the how all <laughs> we all getting along and all this sort of stuff. No, damn all of that. Mm-hmm. The pressure has to, it should say, it should be this, real simple. COVID bill, first. John Lewis voting bill, second. George Floyd Justice Act, third. Now, after that, y'all can sit here and do what you want to do on immigration or infrastructure, but those should be the next first three bills at the Senate damn the rules <laughs> yeah, yeah you can't say damn not the gonna rules, be on the bro. front line get your life get your mm-hmm. life not one bit goodbye you know what kind of gets me like mm. peeved why does somebody always have to die 
in order to get something passed, like the Brianna I mean, law. I feel like that's a lot of things, though, like as far as laws and anything, like somebody either needs to get has to get hurt or die. I mean, just like with safety. I know this isn't a co- good comparison, but like safety things at work, you know what I mean? Where there's accidents and things like that, mm. you know, it's like and somebody has to get hurt. Yeah, in order somebody for has to lose it. a limb yeah. before they're like, hey, don't do that like that. So, I mean, that's just how it <laughs> is, unfortunately, you know, or like the different child protection laws where kids are getting kidnapped and shit and they got now they have Amber Alerts, you know, it's just like that's just how it is. It's fucked up. But, you know, their change yeah. doesn't happen until somebody is seriously hurt or killed. I just hate that. That's that's like the I thing. Know. Ugh. all right um we can move on we went well, off yeah, on a tangent from, but that just reminded me of um you're talking about the george floyd thing what about that black lives matter um thing with michael brown's father oh we'll get to that what was next <laughs> all right never mind we're gonna do it now we're gonna do it now um so we reported that uh last week Black Lives Matter raised more than $90 million in donations, which led to people online questioning where the funds were being allocated. Michael Brown's father and Ferguson activist now came out and is demanding $20 million from Black Lives Matter to help their community. He says, where's all that money going? Um, He said it in a Tuesday press release from the International Black Freedom Alliance. He said, how could you leave the families who are helping the community without funding? Activist Tony Russell added that we're not asking for a handout, but for the funding to keep the movement strong where it started. Ferguson seems mad long ago. How long ago was that? Was it 2011? I'm not sure. but Was it that long ago? What was it? 2014? Yeah, I think so. I think it was around that. Ferguson. Oh, no. Sorry, I didn't pick my phone up. Let you. No, you good. I got it. <laughs> yeah, that was 2014. Okay. You're right. Um, Yeah, I know last last episode, I was just being kind of like whatever about it, about the Black Lives Matter mm. stuff. But mm. I think he has every right, especially when it's like my fucking child was involved in the movement that I'm sure brought mm. in however much do- donations. Yeah. Yeah, I think, especially since it started there. Don't use the murder of my child to profit and then you low not spread the mm. donations this way. Yeah, I feel them. Shit. You know, it's so mm. crazy. Like, just how like a life altering event just changes your entire direction in life. I don't know what Michael Brown's father was doing before mm-hmm. his son mm-hmm. was murdered. But like he's he's a bona fide activist mm-hmm. now. Like you yeah. know what I mean. Like he's doing that work and and trying to help the community. I now again I don't know if he was doing that beforehand, but I just can't imagine like something as traumatic happening and then like your just entire life mm-hmm. changes. So yeah, I think he has every right. He has every right to demand something from it. I mean he's he lost he's lost the mm-hmm. most. Him and his family in that community has lost the most, and it kind of was. It was the galvanizing point that started everything, that started BLM. It, was it that or Trayvon? I don't think it, it wasn't Trayvon. Trayvon was just kind of like, oh, that's fucked up. I don't think. But yeah, once Michael Brown happened, yeah, yeah I think that is when it picked up pace. Yeah, I think the Michael Brown really is when mm-hmm. you saw it start getting mm-hmm. organized. That seems so long ago, man. It's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Uh, Illinois City becomes the first city in the U.S. to commit to fund 
10 million towards reparations for black residents. Uh, in 1989, former Representative John Conyers originally introduced the bill and reintroduced it every year until his resignation in 2017. The city of Evanston plans to put the money generated from the sale of recreational marijuana into a reparations fund that will be used for investment into the black African-American community and to make amends for racial inequalities. The first initiative of the $10 million plan is the restorative housing reparations program that would distribute up to 25,000 for housing per eligible resident with the funding expected to come from a 3% tax on recreational marijuana sales. Fifth Ward Alderman Robin Rue Simmons claims that this use of the first 400,000 is directly in line with community feedback. However, this is a leading a leading debate uh, with local activists calling for City Hall to take a second look before voting on this this month, claiming that it is not all inclusive. Reparations should not come in the form of a loan, even going as far to ask that the city council either take some time to rename the current Basically. proposal to something other <laughs> than reparations or or pass it to the next city council coming into office in may yeah basically i get it not reparations call that shit something else that doesn't sound like reparations call that the restorative housing i don't act i don't know what the fuck you want to call it <laughs> but that ain't no goddamn reparations so they got our attention though with that headline once reparations in the headlines i'm kind of it's sneaky you know it's sneaky yeah it's always sneaky yeah exactly they want you to think it's a form of reparations and it's not it's like you're giving Mm. me money to put right back in your white pockets i mean i don't understand and it's not even like it's really like money that's coming to you it's just like it's gonna be they didn't say how they're gonna give it to you it could be in the form of a fucking housing voucher Yay, reparations. <laughs> and it's and and they use the word they use the word eligible. Yeah, that too. Like what does eligible mean? What is that like eligible to get into that program? So if I'm not eligible, I don't have access to this this money that you're calling reparations. I don't know if they mean as far as looking to see who would qualify as far as lineage, but I doubt that's what they mean. I think they probably mean, probably mean financially eligible. Like are you in the lower income whatever blah 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 you know and it's just like Mm. the whole point of reparations i mean the point is it's like all right the the people of this country that built this country that were enslaved in this country need to be repaid for the free labor how you gonna say how like how you gonna tell them how to use that money like when you was making that money back mm. then, did they say, OK, oh, oh, you only use the money that you're making off of these ne- Negroes in the field. Only use it <laughs> towards mm-hmm. housing or whatever the fuck. Like, you know, when you go to work at your job, like they don't pay you and say exactly how you're going to use the money or who's no, I, eligible I to receive the money that you worked. For. I don't know. It's just no, no. Do you feel um good that at least the conversations no, are being No, I think it's had. a cop out. I get. I think it's. A, I think that's a cop out to shut up, people. No, or honestly, somebody may have good intentions and just they're just ignorant. You know what I mean? I want to know how it was done previously. I want to know how it was done. You know, for the Jewish mm-hmm. people that uh, received reparations, like how was how was that? They gave it to them in how housing. Did they figure that out. I think. We- <laughs> Did they really? No, I'm being an really? asshole. Fuck no. Oh. Hell no, they didn't give it to them in housing. Get these little uh. who stamp coupons. 
anybody who talks about it, it seems like such a complex issue or a complex thing to figure out logistically of how to get it done. Mm-hmm. So is that the only thing that's standing in the way or is everybody just being sneaky? I just don't think that they just don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Simple as that. Too many Negroes over yeah. here. Too many. It was too long ago. Y'all mm. got Beyonce. Damn. See, but that's the problem. The shut up. <laughs> <laughs> that's the pro- the problem is when you when you you let it fester and you let it wait so long, then they have that built in excuse of that that wasn't us. Like that was so long ago. Like if you nipped it in the butt and did it right the first time. Yeah, exactly. Back in Reconstruction era, the freaking nineteen right, hundreds. Right. But y'all want to be fucking assholes and keep destroying our shit and killing us and burning shit down. Yeah, it wouldn't leave our little communities and the, alone. And, and, and then the wild thing is, like, all that history's happened, and we don't even know about it. We've had to go out of our way to find out, you oh, know, the Charlestowns and stuff like that. They want you to know about that. that shit. They want you to know about that. I know, I know, <laughs> but like, like for people who are like starkly against reparations. Mm-hmm trying to explain that stuff to them like you're pulling up references that they've never even heard of yeah so there's so much there's so much research they would have to do to even understand the viewpoint mm-hmm. of why this is necessary of why there is a debt owed mm-hmm. other than just like fucking slavery i mean I don't, <laughs> right <laughs> you know what i mean, you know what I, mean? I, gotta, I gotta sell you on it past slavery yeah like, unfortunately I, I, I know yeah but but even to sell them on past slavery like mm-hmm. people really would have to go out their way to try to gain understand and understand that why this mm-hmm. is a problem or this is necessary it's crazy yeah i feel like we could talk about reparations every episode i know i know it's always coming up <sighs> all right um sorry my headphones started doing her thing again we need to charge nah, our good. headphones like last week yours was going out this week mine's going out well, i did say i i he was I on mine. it this time i, I charged I it before slipping. i was on it um uh this leads us into a, a article this was actually a couple weeks ago one of my co-workers sent this to me okay and um linkedin takes down white authors slides telling people to be quote less white and less oppressive from its <laughs> learning site after backlash against coca-cola for using the video in diversity training so i'm gonna read the bullet points so we get a better understanding of this all right so the slides were made available to coca-cola staff on the linkedin learning site so this wasn't on coca-cola site this was just like an extension mm-hmm. of a LinkedIn. So like they sent the link to their employees that they can go on there mm-hmm. and see these slides. Mm-hmm. Right. The the slides come from a set of videos called Confronting Racism with Robin D'Angelo. If you don't know who Robin D'Angelo is, I don't know, she's kind of a G. D'Angelo is a white academic and the author of the twenty eighteen book White Fragility. She isn't that one old lady that you be seeing. I think her name is Jane something with the short like gray hair. Oh yeah, you're That's right. That's not her. As I thought, uh, no, 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 not her. No, she's like definitely. She's like maybe in early fifties. Okay, all right, all right. Um, a disgruntled Coca-Cola employee shared the slides to social (laughs) media last week. (laughs) Coca-Cola said it made the videos available, but they were not compulsory. I guess compulsory—you didn't have to Mm -hmm. check them out. Um, LinkedIn said on Monday that it was 
it had taken down the sides altogether after boycotts and lawsuits against coca-cola the firm said it merely provided access to the slides on the linkedin learning site as part of its diversity training rather than making it making them required viewing i don't think you can say to people be less white as you know as much as we joke and shit like yeah that's a little vague i mean yeah that's vague and and it just shouldn't be said well, the thing is is like was that like a chapter from d'angelo's book yeah they were just pulling from they're pulling from but the just book. no context and probably she's like be less white and you know it would be hilarious though if it was a black person who posted the link to that but anyway yeah i mean <laughs> i don't know i think yeah it's probably just it was probably like the list it was probably listed out of context so uh yeah hold on i'm trying to see what was on the slide let me pull up what was on the slide <laughs> it said to be less white is to be less oppressive be less arrogant be less assertive be less defensive be less ignorant be more humble listen believe break with Damn. apathy <laughs> and break and break with white solidarity yeah that's a little I mean, I could see somebody reading that Even and like, damn, the type of right? Like, that. just because I'm, I'm white, and that's e- that immediately means that's what I am. Yeah. You know, you know what had me cracking up though? Good. The the coworker that sent this to me, right? Mm-hmm. He comes in super early in the morning. Mm-hmm. I come in at like eight, and it was nothing for me to see him at eight a.m. in the morning with a big ass Coca Cola bottle. Like he just drinks soda all the time, mm-hmm. right? I haven't seen him drink Coca Cola since, and he said he's boycott. He's boycotting Coca Cola. <laughs> he said he's boycotting Coca Cola. He's not supporting after this. Uh-huh. I was just like, yo, you see what he be getting mad at? That's hilarious. <laughs> but I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I don't think you can do that. I think, I think that's you know we we talked about the pendulum, mm-hmm. and I think it's coming back around. I don't know if you, if you ever listened to this podcast for a long time. We have an episode called the Pendulum. We kind of talked about how things tend to sway super one way and but sooner or later it's going to start coming back around and the hopes is you get into the gray area the hopes you get into the meeting you find balance between two extremes Mm -hmm. i think i think stories like this is a representation of it going a little too far and people saying hey that's that's bullshit so i think we're seeing that Mm -hmm. play out i think it's coming back around yeah um I think you should talk about the other um, pendulum. <laughs> all right, yeah, all right. So we're gonna go into it. So I'm gonna set this up this way, right? So I got a TikTok for our page, <laughs> for our podcast page, right? And this is—it's the most dangerous fucking app in the world, yo. Like, it, it's too captivating. Like, once you open this joint, you're in it, right? Mm-hmm. Because along with wasting your life, you do come <laughs> across some dope ass shit. Yeah, you do come across dope ass shit. So before I get to that pendulum joint. I did come across this one post and I wanted to ask you about it because okay. it kind of made sense. Um, so I came across this one and it was a guy saying, because, you know, there's a whole men versus women type thing. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I don't like about it. I don't like that it 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 creates a timeline for you. Mm-hmm. So it just assumes what you like. So I get like some of the weirdest shit on my joint and I'm just like, yeah, I looked at that, but then I don't want to <laughs> see a whole bunch of it. Like, Can you like, put it though? Like, is there like a thumbs down or something i don't know can you like maybe put, like, maybe there is i don't want to see more of this i don't want to see more of this maybe there is okay. i haven't seen it though okay. but i haven't looked into it yeah but um yeah so there's like a, a men versus women thing obviously we see it all the time but this guy said something interesting and he said men will tell you what they're thinking never what they feel women will tell you what they feel 
never what they're thinking. Do you think there's any truth in that? Does that make sense? It makes sense for me as a man looking at it. I just can't speak for the other side. I think it's just like in in general, what are we more apt to do? Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. But do you think that's something that we're cognizant of? Like, I just never heard that presented and it just, I was just like, yeah, that kind of fucking makes sense. And that would lead to a lot of miscommunication Mm. between the two. (laughs) I mean, I never read that Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus book. (laughs) I wonder if it touches on that. Yeah, I wonder, right? Or that old school book. <laughs> All right, but yeah, so like I'll come across stuff like that where like it'll make me think. I go, hmm, that's kind of cool, right? But mm-hmm. I, you also come across stuff that like, you know, you might have watched the video, but like you're not totally into this argument or you're not totally into this subject. So apparently there is a push that heterosexual men are transphobic if they don't date transsexual women. And there's enough to make hella videos about this because I've come across it, right? Mm-hmm. So there was this post that went viral of a man saying he came up with a new gender called Super Straight, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So, you know, at first glance, it seems hilarious, right? Uh-huh. So to be Super Straight, it's a heterosexual man that only dates the opposite gender that are born women. And boy, did this cause an uproar. so i'm seeing mad people reply to this like mad people reply to Mm -hmm. this and say no it's bullshit this that and the third and and Mm -hmm. i want to know how does this happen like like how is it even like a thought that you have to be transphobic if you don't want to date transgender woman why are you forced to acknowledge that that is a woman so therefore you should be you should be available to date them what is that what do you think that is well because people you know those people feel like I'm not trying to pick a side either way because it ain't my life. I don't life. think it's a you know, side. Yeah. Whatever you feel, you feel no, no, like you know, because they're saying basically, if you are a trans woman, you are a real woman. You're just born in the wrong body. Mm. So therefore, you know what I'm saying. If you're saying that you date women, they're included because you date women, and trans women are women. But that's where it gets tricky. I mean, at the end of the day, there's a freaking difference mm. there. And just the same as you have choices and you can you can have preferences, people can also have the preference that like somebody could say they don't want to date me because I got locks because I'm black. Like whatever reason they want to have, that's fine. That's their damn preference. Right. You know, but I'm not going to say you're racist because you don't want to date a black girl. You just don't want to date black people. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's things that come. No, I get it. (laughs) Like, I just, you know what I'm saying? So it's like at the same time, like, I don't feel like because there's plenty of men that don't mind dating a trans person. So it's like, find your people. Just like if you're a lesbian, you know, you're going to look for other women that are lesbians. (laughs) So it's like, why should all straight men have to say that they would date a trans woman? And if they don't, that means that they're transphobic. And it's like, I'm not phobic. I just, that's not what Mm. I want. The same could be said the other way, but like, I just don't think anyone's gender should be higher in the hierarchy of importance than another. So like, just because I Mm -hmm. identify a certain way or just because I feel a certain way, I can't run around in the world and expect you to live your life in a way that makes me feel comfortable. Now, if we're just talking general human rights, 100% 100% for it. You should be yeah. respected. You should be protected. Absolutely. absolutely right. 100, absolutely. Right, right, right. But when it comes to dating, everybody has a choice in dating and you shouldn't be condemned for the pref- for the preferences that you have. It's, it's mind boggling to me that a group 
that has experienced so much backlash and so much condemnation for their preferences is kind of forcing that same type of condemnation on another group. Mm-hmm. That, that's crazy to me. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's funny though, only because like in the responses that I've seen, they've had mm-hmm. like a uh, what's them joints like they've had like like coming out. You know, like a real serious video that it seems like like this is twenty twenty one when I decided to come out super straight. What, <laughs> well, you played me one, and the guy was just like, "I mean, you know, when you don't have a label that fits for you, you create one. So why are you mad at me for creating this label that I identify?" Well, with? one woman responded to that and said, "It's just emotionally uh, uh, immature to not acknowledge your biases and prejudices." And that's a way that that people are skating. I mean, come on. If somebody doesn't want to date somebody that's a freaking amputee, like, I'm sorry. Like, come on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's not it may not be right. You know what I'm saying? To have that type of judgment against someone like, OK, I don't want to date someone that was born without an arm. You know what I mean? And it's like, why not? Nothing's wrong with mm-hmm. them. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know what I mean? No, it's I like, it. but some people are like that. And it's like, you find someone that accepts you for you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, of course, it's not right to say that you don't want to date somebody because of whatever reason. Mm. But there's always somebody out there for everybody. So it's like, you want to fight for to be liked and accepted by everyone. It's just not going to yeah, happen. And why would you fight for somebody who just isn't open to that? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Why would you want to force somebody or, or shame somebody into it? Right. That's what I'm saying. If somebody doesn't like whatever's going on with me, I'm going to go find people that like me right. for me. Right. <laughs> like, I'm not going to want to try to change somebody's mind and convince them. <laughs> Makes no they sense. They made a flag. You know what? <laughs> so, you know, like part of it is very trolly and I get like the response of people yeah. being mad at it. Mm-hmm. But part of it is mm-hmm. like like you're, you're seeing the hypocrisy. You're seeing some of the mm-hmm. hypocrisy in it. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, could Super Straight be added to the to the acronym? No. It can't. It can't. <laughs> I would love it. They would have to make up their own separate group because LGBT is for people that are, you know, within that. But community. it. Ex- but, but hold on. But it expands. That community, but straight isn't even in the community. Just straight isn't even part of Why that. Not? So, because I, it, the whole thing it. was I'm about being, if you weren't I know, straight. I'm being, I'm being, oh, I'm okay. <laughs> so I'm just like, why not? Um, also, what's come up, and I want to get your idea on this because this has been a kind of touchy mm-hmm. thing. Um, is it unreasonable to expect a jan- transgender person to disclose that information earlier on in a dating type of situation? Mm, I mean. If I were, I would. Because that's something, I guess it depends on the person. Like me, I feel like, I feel like that's the respectful thing to do. Just because for me, I would want somebody that's going to accept me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I wouldn't want to be with somebody and then they find out and it's like, uh. But I think people would be really surprised to know how many people are fine with mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like it's just a few people that are fine with being in relationships and dating people in the trans community. There's a lot of people that are accepting of Mm -hmm. it. So I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, for me, at least, I would disclose that information. Because it's part of who you are. Yeah. You know? I mean, even if it's, like, not immediately, but if you, I feel like, like, for me, like, you know, because, of course, you don't want to just tell everybody just in case, you know, you don't know. Mm especially if you if you really care about keeping that private um 
You know what I'm saying? You may want to keep it to yourself in the beginning, but I would definitely disclose it. But, you know, I can't say what everybody should Now, do. here's here's the narrative. The narrative in that community would be that transgender women are just women. And when you have that narrative, that might not be something that you would be prone to disclosing to another person because I don't feel like that's everyone. I feel like the people who are actually in the community, I feel like the people who be mostly like saying all this shit aren't even like actually part of the community. They're just like speaking for them. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how I be feeling because when I hear about like actual trans people like talk and stuff, like a lot of people are very open or, you know, they're willing to, because everybody got different stuff going on too. Like some people had surgeries, some people didn't, you know what I'm saying? It's like everybody has different stuff going on. So some people are able to like, if they had their full surgeries, they may be able to just not ever say anything, you know, but if you're in the process or some people decide to not get surgery, you mm. know, but still like maybe take the hormones or, you know, just to just still keep their born body, but still identify with the opposites. Like there's so many different ways that people, you know, choose to live their life. So it's hard. Like when people are just saying, Oh, this is just how it is. Mm. That's how I'm like, I feel like those people ain't even part of the community. Like, Right. <laughs> I think I would, I, I definitely would want to know. Um, one of the things that they cite is just like, yeah, when, when you reveal it, that's when a lot of violence happens. But I'm like, if you mm-hmm. don't reveal it and it comes out later, then mm-hmm. what do you think is going to happen then if you're dealing with a person that would resort to violence from mm-hmm. getting that information? So I don't know. Like, I, I it is a private thing, but I, I think you would just disclose. There's certain things you would disclose to your significant other or somebody that you're dating. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's rough. I mean, that's just like the same, like if you have an STD, I guess, you know, and like, you you should disclose <laughs> you should disclose mm. that but um you know you do run the risk of somebody being violent towards you or somebody or, just not being cool with that yeah type of rejection um i mean i'm sure it is difficult because yeah you don't know how people are going to react especially even if they are fine with being trans you know some people are in denial mm. and it's just it's just really messy but i mean i don't know cuz it's like you shouldn't react that way but some you know it's hard to tell people that mm. how they should should not react but of course you I just shouldn't. don't like the <laughs> assumption that like it's just none of the other person's business so I don't have mm-hmm. to and it's just like bro like you know getting that information and if it's something that they weren't cool with that can change the trajectory of their life I remember I was watching um catfish right I was mm-hmm. watching catfish and it was a dude that was talking to this woman online and early on in their beginning of their relationship now the woman was sending him money supporting them and all that stuff mm-hmm. she had told him that she was a transgendered woman mm-hmm. right and he never would express interest in transgender women but I think he was so far into the relationship and maybe taking advantage of her financially mm-hmm. that um mm-hmm. he he just went with it so you know they were uh explicit explicit text texting and stuff and then when they finally met one another he uh they're in the same room and she said i've been keeping a secret from you and then she revealed that she wasn't a transgender woman right and Mm -hmm. you think you know by the way the episode was set up you think he'd be cool with that and they would be happily ever Mm -hmm. after but it fucked Mm -hmm. with his head it Mm -hmm. fucked with his, his head now he's questioning his sexuality 
Aww. you know what i'm saying so like it is like yeah. like you I, I just don't feel like you should just assume assume that much uh, uh control over somebody's sexuality i think mm-hmm. being transparent is always going to be the the way to go yeah that's like a lot of people like transgender stuff so. i mean yeah but it is unfortunate that many people are attacked yeah. because of it i don't know like if you're going to tell somebody that and it's it's a shame that this we're just not in that world yet you know i feel like a lot mm-hmm. of people like they wish for the world that has yet to come and they want it faster than it actually is is coming. So I think if you do have to reveal that that uh, information to somebody, um, you should remove yourself from them. You shouldn't give them any of your contact information beforehand. You know what I'm saying? Like you, they shouldn't have your address. They shouldn't have your phone number. Mm-hmm. You can't assume that much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think that was a balanced talk. What do you think? How do we do? <laughs> we'll see. I don't know, I don't know. On a lighter note, <laughs> I saw a report that uh, Hasbro uh, announces that the Mr. Potato Head will be gender neutral, and I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny because I'm like, uh, "You're a potato." <laughs> you. Are- I mean, for one, and like for two, they had Mr. and Mrs. Potato, so I guess because they didn't have one that was other. Just take everything off the motherfucker. You can put a mustache and a wig on a damn potato, Mr. or Mrs. Potato Head. You can make it whatever you want, but whatever. You know, my brain goes to a totally different place. I'm thinking, I'm like, what kid is still playing with a Mr. Potato Head? Think about that. <laughs> and, and more than that, what cruel parent is still buying their children a Mr. Potato Head? Shut Think up. about that. Like, yo, son, <laughs> like if you if you have a transgender child, you need to be nicer. And get that damn kid an iPad. Don't buy that damn kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He said get an iPad. That child deserves more than a Mr. Potato Head. I didn't want a Mr. Potato right. Head when I was younger. I think Of I course did. you did. <laughs> <laughs> I got played with it at daycare. And I said, like, I want one. But what Never did you play one, with no. it? It doesn't do nothing. You just snapped his nose on. And that was it. You just changed a little. Change how it looks. You could buy clothes for it. Yeah, it got a little different clothes and shit. And then what happened? It didn't have no. That's it. <laughs> that's it. You just. <laughs> you just put the new shit on it. And, and that's, that's it. That's absolutely it. You just. Yeah, you just said oh, it to Jesus. the side. Um, there was a report. Uh, Mississippi passes bill banning transgender students, athletes from women's teams. On Wednesday, the state house voted 81 to 28 to pass a Mississippi Fairness Act after it already had been passed in the state Senate last month, 34 to 9. Uh, Mississippi is the latest in the growing number of states that restricts against transgender athletes, students in sports. As of last month, 25 states were considering these types of bills. That number has been up from 18 last year. When they say banning from women's sports, that just means that they were born a man. They have to play in men's sports. And they just can't play nothing. I hope they can't just play nothing. Like, they should have it. I mean, I'm sure they could play men's sports, but I don't know if they'd feel comfortable. This is true. You know? So, it's like, I mean, what can you do? It's not fair. I th- I'm on that side. I'm on that side that it is. I worry with. A- it's unfortunate. Because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody should be able to play sports and stuff. But I don't know. I feel like maybe if it's like wrestling, <laughs> if it's like a con- but you know what you know what's interesting with me. I I take a different approach what? to that. Um, if it is a a sport like that, like a violent sport, like let's say it's MMA, let's say it's wrestling, let's say it's something like that. As long as everybody knows what's going on, mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. 
No, Zay. Everybody don't got to know their personal business all the time, though. But yeah, I think I have more of a problem if it's like a contact sport. If it's like soccer. Well, listen. <laughs> volleyball. I was watching Amanda, Amanda Nunes last night. I don't know if you know who that is, but she's a fighter in the UFC. Probably pound for pound the best woman fighter in the world. If Amanda mm-hmm. Nunes wants to fight a man in the ring, I am totally okay with it. Because she will knock half these motherfuckers out easily but i do think that amanda nunez should know that she's fighting a man in that sport um i'm totally yeah. cool if everybody is aware of what they're getting into um yeah. we can't act like there isn't an advantage and my biggest concern is you know where do where do women fall with all this mm-hmm. progress that's going on it just seems like their spaces are becoming smaller and smaller because you have everybody mm-hmm. trying to get into their spaces. So I just don't want women mm-hmm. to get lost. I think there should be a space for women to compete. And they should be able to compete without being infiltrated. Mm-hmm. Now, what I don't know is the remedy to that. You know, a lot of people would say they should have their own league. But I don't know. That's, I don't know if there's yeah, enough. I don't know if there's enough. So I don't know. I don't know. I think it, it's tricky. But I, can't, I am kind of on the side of letting women achieve their their athletic greatness mm-hmm. and being able to be great on their own without having to mm-hmm. compete with men. Ooh, mm-hmm. I said it. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, you're so annoying. Shut I'm up, sorry. Man. Fuck. I'm sorry. I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> it gets hard. It's tough. It's tough. I'm trying to I trying know. to be Let's a comedy. Let's topic. get out of here. I know. I, I know. We had like one word that then. Never mind. We saved nah, another nah, time. Nah, I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, boy. I feel like this pod, yo. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. We get a little more risque. We wouldn't have we wouldn't have touched this a couple years ago. But how I mean what there's what else is going on? This is what's going on in our world this today. Is right. More and more, you know, it's, it's right now. But there's face. a lot of people that would have a problem with two people discussing this that just aren't in the community. I mean, I guess rightfully so, but hey, it's it's all of us now. Shit, we all together, so You're right. Um, I think that's pretty much it for the day. Um, I'm I'm kind of mad. I'm kind of mad because um that Meghan Markle interview with Oprah is later on tonight, Mm -hmm. and I kind of wanted to talk about it. So I guess we'll have to just Mm -hmm. wait a whole week. Hopefully, it still has some sort of appeal. But I am interested. I have been loosely paying attention to that, and the way they treat that woman is I know it really is. They say she's being scapegoated because you know the royal family is trying to keep the attention off that that little nasty brother. Whatever yeah, brother really. that is that was with Epstein and all that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to tune in. I'm going to try to tune in. Uh, hopefully it's after All-Star Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll just catch it on the uh, on the rebound. <laughs> on the YouTubes. On, on the YouTubes. Um, you got anything? No. All right. Thank you for listening <laughs> to another episode no. of the BZ Podcast. We try to tackle some some uh, hard hitting content. Um, <laughs> yeah, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, please like, subscribe, share, reach out to me, um, and that will be it. Enjoy y'all weekends. I hear we have good weather coming soon. It's supposed to be like sixty at some point this week. Yeah, enjoy your week. Yeah. What did I say? The weekend. Uh, all right. <laughs> Alright, um, enjoy your week. We love y'all. Please be safe. And we're out of here. Peace. Bye guys. <laughs> <laughs>